Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a new partner, Arostia, a new coffee roaster based in Queens. This company was created by and is run by a huge fish fan, Andy Hollander, who hasn't caught a hold your head up since 12, 15, 95, but is definitely not bitter about it. I've had this coffee and it's really great. Andy started roasting coffee during the pandemic, taught himself, and then that turned into this label, Arostia, which launched late last year. I had a bag of the Ethiopian coffee and it was gone really quickly because I liked it so much and I drank a lot of it and I need more. The beans were grown at an altitude of 2,100 meters above sea level, which contributes to a dense bean that continues to develop its flavors after the roasting process is done. The tasting notes include apple, raisin, and caramel, and there are more coffees coming very soon. So support this fan-owned business and try the coffee today. And for Osiris listeners, there's a 10% discount code on the site. Use the code OSIRIS at checkout for 10% off your order, and stay tuned for the launch of a coffee subscription. You can order and sign up for the mailing list at arostia.com. That's A-R-O-A-S-T-I-A.com. And you can find Arostia on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, Arostia. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Nugs.net is the destination for live music on demand. They have a growing collection of over 15,000 full-length concert recordings from bands like Pearl Jam, Humphreys McGee, Dead & Company, and Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. So you'll never run out of live music to explore. 
I've been digging into a lot of Umphrey shows on Nugs.net, and the catalog and the sound quality are really amazing. It's a great way to get to know a band even more. I've been listening to a lot of Billy Strings, Dead & Company. Oh, and uh, Wilco's on there now, too. Well, I've been listening to the infamous String Dusters and loving some of the old Steve Kimmock shows on there. It's available on desktop, iOS, and Android apps. Sonos, that's how I listen, and Blue OS. The Nugs.net team knows you love live music, so they're offering new subscribers a 35% discount on an annual subscription. Go to Nugs.net slash Helping Friendly and sign up today. If you already have a subscription, give the gift of live music to a friend. Again, that's Nugs.net slash Helping Friendly for 35% off an annual subscription. Thanks for joining us uh, for the quick hit for Blossom. Uh, that looked like a pretty good show. Um, I listened to it this morning, but I think everybody wants to hear your firsthand account. So uh, tell us your initial thoughts. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me again. Actually, funny enough, last time I was on this podcast, I was also talking about a show at Blossom from 2011. So I guess we've kind of come full circle here or... <laughs> something um but yeah it was a really good show um you know i think a little bit of a weird song list if you looked at it on paper but i thought the the playing was great some some definitely extended jamming and um you know it's, it's always good to hear the new stuff i think for me you know after going to over 100 shows you know probably close to 150 shows you want to hear some of the new songs to keep it fresh so some of the Kazan Bach songs, some of the songs that were written even more recently than that um, came in last night. So, you know, I always welcome those with open arms. Yeah, you got a good bit of everything. That first set, um, as you say, on paper is a bit songy, but uh, I thought everything was delivered with a lot of energy and really tight playing. Any highlights? Um, You know, I think for me, I actually... Maybe I'm in the minority. I'm not sure. I'm a huge Soul Planet fan, so that was exciting for me as an opener. Um, everything is hollow. I thought it was great. About to run definitely is a kind of big shred oh, yeah. shredder from Trey. Um, but for me, it was actually "Divided Sky" was the highlight, and that's not a song that I would think would you know. I love this song. You know, it's a classic. It's it's always been one of my favorites, but it's not necessarily a song like I you know, go into a show like hoping to hear, but I took my mom to her first show last night. So cool. it was, you know, I was kind of hearing everything from a, a new perspective, kind of trying to hear it through her ears. Um, and, you know, when they started playing Divine Sky, I, I realized that was a song I was, I was really excited that she was going to get to hear and she definitely loved it. Um, so it was like, you know, kind of a sunset, uh, Divine Sky, can't complain about that kind of the perfect moment to hear it and uh i so before we continue into the second set i gotta jump ahead to the end here and find out did your mom have a great show she did she did so we had actually gone and seen cab um in cleveland house of blues a few years ago she had a blast there um you know she she commented on how 
charismatic Trey was and how gracious he seems. Something, of course, we all know. Um, right. But you know, I think she was she was tuned into that. So I've just been you know excited to take her to the real the real thing, the big league, the fish show, <laughs> and. Um, tonight was the perfect opportunity. I grew up, um, right outside of Cleveland. I live in New York now, but I was, you know, back in, in town visiting my folks. So I thought this is the perfect opportunity. And I think she was just, you know, excited to be spending, uh, the night with me. So, you know, that, that was just definitely fun for her. It probably didn't matter too much what we did, but, you know, I think she, she loved the show. She had, you know, she was looking around a lot, just kind of trying to take it all in, um, but she had a great time. You know, we walked out and shakedown. I showed her the the whole, the whole deal. Um, you know, I think up until the split open and melt encore, she was, she was kind of keeping up with everything. And then I looked over, I think she was a little bit confused during, during that part, but <laughs> everything else, uh, everything else was good. Yeah. I think, um, some of the vets might've been confused during that split open and melt encore, but, uh, let, yeah, let's really confused. Yeah. Let's talk about second set. Um, there's, uh, an obvious, highlight on paper but i seem yes. like they came right roaring right out of the gates yeah stealing time from the faulty plan is uh admittedly not one of my favorites so wasn't you know incredibly excited when they started that up but it was soon forgotten uh birds of feather was really awesome you know i think it was kind of like emblematic of a lot of the the jamming they're doing these days where like pretty much like immediately after they leave the composed section of a song, they are in like type two uncharted territory. Um, it's like, you know, they kind of abandoned the traditional birds jam, you know, maybe 30 seconds like into it and like went into this major key jam that, you know, then evolved into a lot of different segments. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely something that everyone should go back and listen to. Uh, I think there was like probably, four or five very distinct sections of the jam. Um, Definitely got some, not in, some start, stop, yeah, not jamming. Mistaken, probably the longest, yeah, start, stop, list jamming. big peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the longest jam of the tour so far. That's, uh, I think that's correct. Look, but it was up there. It's even longer than the yeah. Enjoy Myself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe that's that thing about how much they care about playing You Enjoy Myself these days, but, you know, I'll take any, I'll take it anytime I can get it. Let's see uh, what else. Crazy sometimes. Um, another one of my, you know, not my favorites, but it was it was pretty funky. People were getting down. I will say the crowd was pretty much eating up everything last night, at least in my section, section thirty four. Um, so that always makes the show, you know, a really great time. Um, you know, crazy sometimes wasn't my favorite, but everyone else around me loved it. Miss you, on the other hand, is one of my, you know, favorite new songs to see live. Um, and it was definitely like a welcome breather for me. You know, it's pretty hot and humid in Ohio last night. So um, <laughs> that was really nice. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a good reflective song. Um, that, was a, that was a highlight for us. Yeah, it probably was good to get a break. I mean, after that Birds of a Feather, which was you know, crazy, they, they really did. They stormed into crazy sometimes. And I think Mike, uh, Chris would say Mike's song, but he deserves some credit for coming in with just the heavy, heavy bombs when they, when they jumped into that. And I, I thought that flowed nicely, um, whether or not one loves the song or not. Um, and yeah, miss you was, was beautiful. And then they get yeah. right back yeah, into I, it. Yes. So I thought it was, it was, it was cool to hear everything's right. I was really excited when it started up because, you know, pretty much all of the recent versions, I, I can't really think of 
of any that haven't turned into really good jams in the last, you know, 10 or 10 or so times it was played. Um, and the composed section is, you know, that you can tell like they're really, they're really into it these days. They're really leading into it. Um, hitting all the changes really powerfully. Um, but I was surprised to see that it just didn't, you know, turn into a jam instead like, you know, just maybe 30 seconds, a minute into the jam, or at least that's how long it felt. I'll have to go back and see how long it actually was. Trey kind of landed on the, the chalk dust rift and just took, went straight into the chalk dust. So we, you know, while we didn't get the everything's right jam, we did get a pretty cool um, chalk dust jam. Not too long, but definitely really interesting. Yeah, I um, credit to my friend George, who tweeted this morning that the chalk dust to him was as interesting, if not better, than the birds. Um, that I thought that jam was pretty creative and interesting. Uh, kicked a lot of butt and then rolled into a beautiful closer. Yeah. Yeah, Slave of the Traffic Light was so nice. You know, I, I kept looking over at my mom during during Slave, and she was definitely loving the the quiet parts. And I think she felt the build. You know, like I think oh. she she had a big smile on her face by the time the jam was peaking. You know, just kind of looking around at one point, I think she was just like turned around facing the lawn, just you know, seeing what everyone's up to, taking it all in. And you know, that's really all all you can ask for in taking your mom to her first show. Yeah, that's rad. Um, and then we got the first uh, split open and melt encore since '91, and it's a doozy. Thank, yeah, thank you for that for that fact because I was I was actually wondering that. Um, yeah, the you know the the show was an early start. I think it was a seven seven o'clock ticket time, so the show started not too long after seven thirty. But even still, the set break felt pretty short, and the second set. Um, seemed to end like quite a bit early. I think the second set was, you know, done before 1030 almost. Um, so I, I kind of felt like there might be something cool coming in the encore, maybe a longer song. Um, I wasn't venturing any guesses or anything like that, but Split Up and Melt is absolutely one of my favorites. I think the last four or so versions have been absolutely spectacular. For me, I thought it was like one of the MVP contenders for last year. Every version was just so good. So, you know, when uh, Fishman dropped into it in the encore, I was incredibly excited. Um, you know, despite knowing that my mom would absolutely not be able to uh, kind of put all the pieces together there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, this had to be challenging for anybody who's new to fish. But um, yeah, it really goes and gets out there. And I agree, last year's split open and melts were uh, all, or at least largely, very good. Um, so they, really knocked the doors out on this one then yeah a, i'm glad they're uh, continuing to play it like that and then a debut to end the show yeah i was lucky enough to see two ghosts of the forest show shows um one in new york and uh one and berkeley at the greek theater um life beyond the dream was i really liked i think all the ghosts of the forest songs like both on the album and in the you know entire show itself Life Beyond the Dream wasn't one of my favorite ones, but it was still welcome to see. I think it was a nice kind of balance to the split open and melt. Um, you know, it has kind of that slave jam type feel at the end of it. Um, so, it was, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice like pretty way to, to end the show, you know, especially, you know, to balance out the, the melt. Yeah. Great, great show, I think, uh, coming right 
I don't know if we're, we're in the middle yet of the tour, but it's well underway, and I think we've got some great stuff ahead. Are you catching anything else on this tour? I am. I'm going to three nights in Camden, uh, and that's that's it, at least as planned for now. So four shows is kind of a lighter summer for me, but you know, you, you take what you can get. Yeah, that should serve you well. Um, we're going to play everybody a bit of a highlight here in a, in a minute. Um, what, what do you think we should play? Um, you know, I think George might be onto something with uh, his his take that the Choctaw's Jam is more interesting than birds. But I would still say let's let's <laughs> go for birds. I don't know if it even matters what segment of the jam you put on. I think they're they're all pretty cool. And I think that's what you know people are going to want to to go to first when checking out the show if they don't listen in order. So uh, how about how about we do birds? Yeah, I think that's a good call. Obviously, uh, folks should really listen to the whole thing when they're done with this. But uh, let's, oh, let's for sure. we're gonna give them. Uh, we're gonna play a short ad and then uh, get into that clip. Uh, Jackson, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your morning to talk with me and for everybody else. So, I, yeah, thank you for having me on. Really, really appreciate it. Always fun to fun to talk fish. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you out there and, and talk soon. Yeah, tell your mom I'm glad she had a great show. All right, I will. Take care. You guys like coffee? Yes. I actually cannot function without it. Luckily for us, we have an advertiser, Passion House Coffee Roasters. Passion House was founded by a longtime fan in Chicago, and they've been sourcing and roasting some of the best beans in the world since 2011. Now they need your help naming a new coffee, an experimental micro lot from a renowned farm in Colombia. With coffees named Millie Grace, LSD, and Box of Rain, the bar is high for a new name. But we know you can help. Go to passionhousecoffee.com slash Osiris to read about the mystery coffee and submit your idea for the coffee name. While you're there, pick up some beans or cans of cold brew. I had the Passion Cat cold brew cans recently, and they're great. Our listeners get 30% off their coffee, so enter Osiris at checkout. Get after it. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. <laughs>